0: Chris. Oh, hey, hey
1: what's, what what's up, Andres? How you doing? Where are you?
0: I'm good. Today we are live from New Hampshire. Um I was, I was about to say New Hampshire, Massachusetts. <laughs> um I think Nashua, New Hampshire, um Price Cafe. We're enjoying a uh, hot black coffee and uh everything bagel with cream cheese but they put too much cream cheese um so that's how i am how are you
1: there's no such thing as too much cream cheese andres you're right uh no i'm doing i'm doing well uh had a good good session last night with the with luke and the and the o6s
0: luke always elevates the 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 joy of a session yeah true <laughs> what are you drinking?
1: fun uh just a coffee coffee and i got Your my water
0: guy. yeah yeah what do you put in it milk half, and half? uh
1: either half. black or sometimes just milk uh, yeah
0: okay no sugar
1: no never sugar
0: never sugar really never but you know the
1: the the greatest joy in my life is having well maybe not the greatest joy um but is having something like a, a nice uh, pastry or some sort of you're sweet, like maybe, and you're like what? maybe not the good. <laughs> I,
0: I just had a kid. <laughs> I know, and a
1: uh, and a hot black coffee. Just I don't know the the combination of the two.
0: Before just, you know, before every single things roll practice, I have a a banana loaf, warm. And a short, hot black coffee, and it just gets me through the whole night.
1: Yeah, it's a, it is it is very very good.
0: Well, Crystal, what what are we talking about today?
1: All right, um, we are talking about a pre-match ritual um, that we both have, uh, or you know, had um, and did before uh, before we played in games. Um, so I think uh, you
0: went. What's a ritual? What's a ritual? ritual?
1: Uh I don't know. I think once you've done it enough times, it becomes a ritual, right? Once you you kind of um you can't not do it or you feel weird if you don't do it, I think that's uh that's where it becomes, you know, like some something like a little ritual. Um so I think you went how do you, first. How do
0: you...
1: <laughs> No, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I ahead. went
0: first. Well, I was yeah. gonna say, how do you feel about that in general? Like,
1: um, I think it it can uh it can depend. So I've seen uh, athletes do things before games that I think are not very helpful, but at the same time, like I think um, having it, it can be comforting. So something I, I see, um, I see a lot of like videos, like how to never miss a penalty again, or, or from a goalkeeper's perspective, how to put an attacker off when they're taking a penalty or something. It's always like messing with that ritual that you have before uh you know taking a penalty so like you know like the hope solo thing where she like changed her gloves like twice or whatever it was uh and it took like yeah like three minutes for the attacker to take the penalty um you know it can uh it can kind of like just like put you off a little bit or like um you know the goalkeeper like leaving their line going out like standing in front of the ball delaying the kick and stuff I think that Um, so I think that it, it can, there can be things that you maybe like feel that like you need to do that can be somewhat destructive. But I think that, um, as long as it's something you can do, uh, that's in your control and you're not like it's not something that's kind of controlled by other people. So that's why I like to say okay. um, why we're talking about a pre-match ritual, not something maybe we do during a game because then there's like too many factors going on, but like you are in control of, if you get to the field early or not, hopefully uh, maybe your parents are, if you're, if you're a kid. Um, but you know, you can, you can be uh, you know, like me making sure my parents are waking up early to get me to my soccer game. <laughs> um uh, when I was a kid or, you know, now driving myself there, or, you know, whatever it was, catching the team bus, making sure I was on time for that, like getting to the field early to do what you think you need to do to be ready to play. And I think that one very underrated thing, because it's very kind of obvious and like kind of really straightforward, like being well prepared will make you. Feel confident. So like, if you know, I got a good night's sleep, I ate well, I did this, I did that. Um, if you know you're prepared for something, whether it's like waking up to take the SATs or a soccer game or a job interview, or whatever it is, if you're like rushing last minute, like you're driving and you're, you know, you're like, see on the GPS, you're going to be five minutes late. Like uh, this, these things just like add to stress, like being well prepared um, can help. And having some sort of ritual that you are in control of, you know, you can do, which is what mine is, um, can build that sense of being prepared for what's about to happen. um, As long as I said, you're in control of it and you can't, you don't let anyone else like mess up, uh, you know, your, uh, what, what you're
0: doing. I think, yeah, that's a big piece of it. If if it's not in your control, I don't know that it's healthy. Yeah. Tell us what's your, what, what was your ritual? And wait, what yeah. What? At what age did it start, first of all?
1: Um, probably it would have been uh, at about 14. Um, so I was playing um, in Greece. Uh, and it's funny, I have a lot of stories. Um, a lot of the stories I tell are from a time in my career that wasn't like super positive. Um, you know, uh, even though I was playing at a pretty high level, but I had some issues with um well uh mostly with uh you know my coach it's not like a coach that i uh i i I feel very uh you know close to we don't speak anymore um i haven't spoken in more than a decade um does he follow you on tiktok (laughs) TikTok? probably Um... he's probably (laughs) the one that reported you yeah yeah true um but i do have like I do think that even though I didn't like him very much, there's a lot of things that I took from him. Um, You know, a lot of advice that I, that I took from him. Some I agree with, some I disagree with, but I definitely learned a lot. Um, One thing he was insane about getting to the field early. Um, We had to get to the field an hour and 45 minutes before kickoff. We were 14. Yeah. Okay. Whether we were, you know, and we traveled, you know, all over Greece. So we were taking, you know, buses, um, you know, planes. Uh, We took a bus for like 10 hours once um, and, you know, stayed the night at a hotel. But no matter where we were, no matter if the game was at 10 in the morning, didn't matter. We were getting there an hour and 45 minutes uh, before kickoff. And um, if you weren't there, you weren't. You weren't playing. Um, oh well, if, if you were a minute late, you weren't. You weren't playing. Uh, we had a big squad, so we had every week we had our eighteen uh, that we had to announce um, for you know the eleven starters, seven subs, and there would be at least ten players um, who weren't you know weren't allowed to uh, put on their boots or their you know uh, you know uniform or whatever. They would. Uh, they would still travel. Still travel. If we traveled, we'd usually take uh, 22 kids. Um, so we'd have four that traveled, but uh, didn't even get to sit on the bench. Um.
0: This has nothing to do with rituals, but I did that. So I, I was coaching an ECNL team uh, a few years back. And I did that um, in order to create some competition inside of training and so that you have to earn dressing on on the weekends you cannot imagine after the first game i had like a crowd of parents <laughs> just ready to just like why are you doing this we're paying the same amount of money where this and then i it lasted like some kids quit um yeah. it lasted like two weeks before we just had enough players to have 18 um, yeah. but it's so interesting that that's the norm like you have 10 over there and then for that always don't dress um yeah. And here it's just anyways, back to your. Yeah,
1: no, it's, it is, it is crazy. And it, it was, you know, super competitive. Um, and I remember, I remember going into the, on Friday afternoons or yeah, it would, depending when the game was, if it was Saturday or Sunday, but if we had training the, the last day of training for the week, so say we were playing on Saturday and it was a home game, we'd have a light session on Friday. Uh, and when we walked back into the locker room after the training session, there was the list of 20 names or 22 names, you know, one through 18 were the players who were supposed to be on the bench. Um, And then the, you know, if you weren't, if you were number 19, maybe if someone's late, you're getting on the bench, but that's it. Um, And that, that stress. Oh my goodness. Um, (laughs) I remember every time seeing my name at at number like 13 or 14, instead of like 18, I was like, yeah let's go it's like a if I was, it was like a report card almost of like how your training week had
0: gone if i was nine wait when did they t- when did they put the the list the night before or
1: the last day of training for the week so say we were playing on saturday it'd be friday uh afternoon so we trained at like five and it'd be there I, at like six or seven if or i whatever. was
0: if i was 19 i would have i would have gone and grabbed i don't know 18 scleets and like tied them <laughs> somewhere <laughs>
1: yeah um but but anyway back to the story so we were there at the field like an insane uh you know insanely early and it's not like we were warming up for an hour and 45 minutes but he wanted us there in the locker room we'd talk he'd send us out to the field and we would walk around the field um and we'd just walk around the field you could do it you know with the with a teammate and talk or whatever big group and do by yourself. Um, And we would just walk around the field for like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, And this became my ritual. Um, You know, whenever I show up anywhere and I'm playing, I have to get out, and walk around the field for a couple minutes. Um, I can't the first time I step on the field can't be for the warm-up. It can't be, you know, when I'm playing, I have to get out on the field before that, not even in my cleats, you know, just b- before I've even changed or anything, and just walk around. And I had players um who were very uh uh, you know, who I kind of like laugh at, like pacing out like the this one guy who is. <laughs> He was a good player, but um, you know, he was like pacing out like the steps from the goal to the corner, uh, because he mm-hmm. take corners, you know, and all, all of this, you know, like ch- checking out like the area around the 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 box. Um and uh, you know, I never saw it as um something like that where I'm gonna like, oh, you know. Maybe if I haven't ever played on this field before, but he would do this with the field we played on every, you know, every other week, uh, he would still like pace out. Like, what is it? Like 50 steps from the, from the box, the corner flag or something. I was like, it's the same field, dude. Like you don't have to do it every time. Um, but, uh, but what became my ritual is as I'm walking around and I would do this by myself, uh, I'd have my headphones on. I'd be listening to some music. Um, and I would just, you know, something we talk about on this podcast a lot is, you know, imagining um, and, you know, I'd close my eyes and imagine what I was going to do on this field. If I, if I was in the starting 11 uh, or if I was lucky enough to be in the 18, um, you know, what I was going to do, how I was going to play, um, you know, I'd, I'd stand in front of the goal and, you know, imagine scoring, um, you know, I'd, I'd stand on the edge of the box, uh, you know, and imagine, you know, shooting from there or, you know, uh, whatever it was. And a lot of the time, you know, I, I, I did, I wouldn't even end up playing. Um, so this, this became like, if I wasn't, um, in the 18, which did happen, um, I, this was my game. Um, and I was playing in my head. I wasn't playing it, you know, uh, with with my feet. Um, but that just became, um, something that I had to do, um, before I play, I have to show up to the field early. Um, And before I I never put my boots on, um, I never step on the field first with my boots. I, you know, I'm wearing my sneakers and I go and I just walk around the field, Um, you know, and different uh, points of the field here. I'll stop, I'll imagine scoring a goal here. I'll stop, I'll imagine winning the ball back and starting a counter attack. Now I do it, Um, you know, I I have a ball at my feet as well, Um, you know, just to kind of uh, make it even more real. Um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, that's what I have to do. And then we would go back inside, talk again, then come out for the warm up, go back in, talk again, and then we'd go out and play. So it was a, it was a long preparation for matches. Um, but that part, uh, you know, it it just, uh, I, I don't even really know why, but it became like, I think that because of all the. Because the, like, like I said, like this wasn't a great moment in my career, even when I did get chances um, to play, even when I was like playing well, like these, the gears from like 14 to 17, almost, and maybe 16, um, almost like sucked the love of the game right out of me because there was so much stress every week going to training. I knew I had to perform or I was going to be, you know, number 25 on that list. Um, Every time, you know, I went to a game, uh, if I was sitting on the bench, I knew when I had, when I went on, I had to be better than the guy who came off for me. We talked about how, like, um, you know, I had started thinking like negative thoughts about my teammates, like wanting them to mess up because I wanted my chance. Um, And this, this was that time. Uh, where it was really, really difficult for me. And these moments, I don't know, you know, because I was still in this, you know, very stressful environment, but something about just getting out on the field and walking around on the field became like, almost like an escape from the environment that I was in. Um, You know, I would, I know uh, sometimes get like, you know, weird looks from my teammates or something, but I would never, I was never talking while I was doing this. I put my headphones right on, and I was listening to music, um, and and doing this by myself um, because it became. Did you, did like you have a, the
0: same? Yeah. Did you have any um, same playlist or same music that would be part of this moment too? Um,
1: I think it's probably or a
0: song that comes to mind. I
1: have to think. Um, there's um, there's this Greek rap song. Um, oh, oh. that, uh, I still listen to, um, a lot. Um, and it's, uh, it's, I'm not sure if, cause I'm not sure when it came out. Um, I know I've done, like, if I was going to pick one song that stands out to me, it would be this one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if it was out when, um, when I, when I was doing this. Um, but I know I've used it a lot since. Um, and a lot of the time I, I literally do just put it on repeat and just listen to that, but not necessarily just when I'm doing this, but also like in my car or something. Um, and it's called, (laughs) uh, mess, which means, um, uh, like moments, um, which I think is, um, you know, and it's, uh, these, um, it's actually the, the group is from the city that I was living in then. Um, And not a very, not a very like big group or anything. They're all like kids who are probably around my age um, ish. Um, And uh, but yeah, the song, the song's called Steve mess, which is moments. um, And they're talking about, yeah, mostly about moments in the past. Um, And um, you know, Uh, I kind of like the general vibe is like how much better it was when, when we were kids or something. Um, And I think that um, that idea, like I was talking about, like um, how this was like kind of an escape for me uh, and how everything else around me was trying to like suck the love of the game out of me. Um, And this moment was like a a special moment and a moment that made me kind of remember um, why, why I played and maybe doing this every week was maybe this was a reason that kind of got me, got me through this. Maybe if I didn't have this moment of just walking around on the field by myself, um, maybe I would have given up, um, you know, after, after a couple months of not making the bench or, you know, having to watch my team from the, from the stands. Um, so yeah, that's, I'll, Maybe I'll play a, I'll play a little clip uh, in the in the middle of this of the song, But yeah, it is. Uh, it's a song I still listen to this, to this day, one of my favorite yeah. songs of all time. <laughs>
0: Uh, there's something about our sense like our senses um, like when you smell the grass
1: yeah even it's now got, like right, like, when, right when it's, it's been, been mowed
0: yeah. 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 Um, or when uh, when you hear a song, um, or when you when you see a color, um, when you taste something like like when I was at school and I tasted, which was difficult, but tasted something that tastes like mom's cooking, um, it would bring back. Sometimes I even try to do that with with teens or friends or environments. Like, I guess <laughs> I guess uh, some of my friends are gonna start to catch on. But um, but I'll have specific playlists that like if if I drive around like. And maybe it's a friend that isn't always around in in the area. Um, It's a song that, like, always triggers, not triggers, but in the moment, it's a song that they continue to hear when we're going to E, when we're going, when I pick them up. Um, There was one song where, like, we had training at, like, 7 a.m., and I would pick up all the Croatian players from their dorm, and it would always go on. And and then, like, years later, that song would go on, and, like, we all went back to that moment. so I, I think it's interesting that, like, not only do rituals prepare you for the moment, but it it makes that moment transcendent. Um, it, it helps that moment live longer than, than it actually was. And I think every moment that we can um, transcend the present, I think we're fully alive, you know. Um, so I, I, I wouldn't, I never use rituals necessarily, um, strictly and, and, and. Yeah, yeah but it was more like of reminders um, and they would correlate to soccer or other things. But, um, but yeah, I think being, being okay with that ritual breaking. <laughs> yeah. Cause if, if for whatever reason they didn't let you stand on the field, yeah, like, yeah. then you're like, Oh crap, the game's over. Like I'm well, gonna have the well, worst game now
1: I'm, I'm, thi- you know, and like, you know, kids, like whenever I'm coaching a game and we go up, like there's always a team playing on the field and there's no room to even warm up
0: let or alone mode. like, like know, that's not even like, a
1: ritual that's like yeah, supposed to happen. <laughs> i know it's crazy but um you know and uh, you know you can um you know i've i've had to you know deal with that um and it's happened to me when i'm playing too you know the the field is being used you have to warm up somewhere else but you know especially if you've played on the field before you know i'll close my eyes for a couple of minutes and imagine myself walking around there, put on the same song, you know, and it can, it can have the the same effect. I think being very tied to like certain rituals definitely, you know, isn't a good thing because when those break, then if that affects your performance, you don't want that, you know, because, uh, obviously, you know, walking around the field isn't going to make me, um, play better. Uh, that's all in my head. Um, but, you know, if you know that and you can control it a little bit, um, whereas like I, I know like before I, the, the other one I was toying with, which would have been kind of like a negative one is like I used to, you know, put my right uh, sock on, then my left sock, then my right shin guard, then my left shin guard, then put my uh, right boot on then my left boot then yeah. tie my left boot then tie or tie my right boot then tie my left boot uh and if I didn't do that because i you know, I was like super like OCD but um you know and if I didn't do that I was like wait I put I put my left boot on first like you know it just like well, whatever you don't uh, remember
0: you have to like <laughs> take them off and start yeah, again? yeah. um <laughs> But you know, the
1: game? <laughs> yeah, and then like all of a sudden, I start start playing horribly, but like you know, I think, um the yeah, the knowing that you're you know you're in control of your performance, it doesn't have anything to do with like a pre-match ritual, but if that makes you feel comfortable, if there's a song you like to listen to, uh, you know, I encourage a lot of athletes, you know, to have some sort of playlist that they. Um, you know, consistently listen to, uh, if, if they like using music before competition or, you know, whatever else it is, you know, these things, um, I, I think they can definitely have an effect if you use them in an intelligent way.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Anything that, that helps, sometimes you got to convince yourself or play with, with your mind. And as a coach, sometimes you have to figure out how to create rituals that are not even noticeable. for for the team and and they won't realize it until later on but it does help i think we gravitate or we desire we crave control and if we feel we're in control we'll perform a little bit more confidence um so it's almost like how can we make believe that we're in control yeah Yeah, it doesn't have
1: to be the real control as long as you think it's real you know what what you think is real oftentimes it you know it is real to you um well yeah i think it's it's funny because like like I know um, I had this, I had this player once um, and he, he had played like the previous game. We'd had a great game, but we lost and he had played phenomenally, uh, but he was playing up front and he had like created all these chances basically by himself, but he missed every single one. And it was just like one of those games where like, you know, he deserves a goal. He knows he deserves a goal. And it's so frustrating to see it happen. And before the next game in the, in the pre-match team talk, um, you know, I, I was like, you know, and I don't know, like, I think like looking at it, like objectively, I'd be like, maybe that's not like the best thing to say, but it was just like something I knew I had to say in the moment. I said, look, Nate, you played so well the other day. I know you didn't get your goal. You're going to get it today. Um, and he, and he went out and he scored four goals. I was like, uh, it was crazy, but just like, like I knew yeah. I knew that I needed to say that in that moment.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's crazy. Then he came to you before every game. <laughs> Tell me
1: that I'm going to score, coach.
0: That's when you knew, that's when you know you were going to be a coach. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, true. <laughs> there, you um, there you go. Yeah, so I think we've, uh, you know, we've talked about, um, about my ritual. Let's get into yours. Okay,
0: my ritual. I-, I don't know if this is going to be considered a ritual. Um, which Which foot is your weaker foot? mine i know i know both you got two good feet but (laughs) which is the weaker foot (laughs) left left foot okay um yeah i always i always mess with the idea um like we all have weaknesses um and like obviously my right foot is significantly better than my left foot but that never stopped me from going to play pickup you know um i was walking into a space where i knew i had a evident weakness um, and I would still step into the field and, and have the time of my life and I still be effective and I still be a very good player um, so I I enjoy carrying with me the idea that everywhere I go I have a weakness with me or on me um, but I also have the ability to create and enjoy and, and make an impact so um, I have this ankle bracelet um, and uh, I'm very uh, I'm very close with with Jesus. I guess I don't. I see it as like a as a friendship or as a partnership or as a it's a relationship. Um, and so um, I wouldn't call it religious. I don't. I don't like religion, but I'm very spiritual. Um, and so the 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 anklet, I guess, what you call, it, have the last words uh, that Jesus said um on the cross and um, it is finished um and so that's that's a phrase that i i don't know i i carry i carry everywhere um just a reminder that that just of jesus's uh narrative and the story and, and what he means um and i would put that uh, that anchor would always be on my left foot um and so it would always remind me that um in the thing that i do best at or the thing that i'm best at there is a weakness that I have to step on every single time I shoot, every single time I run, um, and um, it was helpful to know that I could wrap around the last words of uh, someone who was very significant to my to my approach to life. Um, so I <laughs> I would always put that on um, on the on my left foot, and then in college one day, um, so I would try to tape it. So that I wouldn't either get hit by a cleat um, or rip. You have off. it outside the uh, sock. I'd have it no, no. I have it inside. Okay. In, like on my skin, on the skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'd, I I'd tape, I I'd that so that for yeah, whatever yeah. reason I wouldn't get cleated there and I wouldn't rip. Um, but eventually, like I, it was supposed to rip at one point. anyway. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it can't because I wouldn't. I would. I would shower with it. I would like, I would never take it off. Um, and then one day, um, uh, I was at the trainers and they had a chalk. Or shark i think it's, it's called and then they ripped that thing like they were just they thought it was just tape for like an ankle and they boom, yeah. they took it all off and there went the bracelet yeah
1: um
0: and so i felt like i felt like a big part was was cut there um but like um, they took
1: your whole leg off
0: like they took my whole leg off um but um but i had created this this relationship with, with the bracelet with the ankle um it was it was very uh mental superficial Um, but there was something that once after doing it for so long once they caught it i was like oh snap like what just happened um so um that removed that ritual but the idea what what the ritual that couldn't be broken or ripped apart was the fact that i'm always going to step onto um a soccer field with with weaknesses yeah (laughs) you know um and being able to have um a good soccer player career um despite the weakness was was really helpful. So I think my ritual you could say is the bracelet or is the reminder that everywhere I step in I have weakness and I I can still exceed expectations um with with the weakness. So so yeah that's that's my ritual.
1: I think that's that's really interesting. Um that it's like tied tie to weakness because we ta- we've talked a lot about uh or we've like asked ourselves ourselves a lot of questions that are like you know getting to know yourself um and you know the phrase come up like the you know knowing yourself is the is the beginning of all wisdom um and i think um yeah i I think being it's a lot about being comfortable um and being, being comfortable with like who you are um is a big thing for life in general. And then also, you know, when you're playing, cause playing is, you know, for a lot of us a big part of our life. Um, just, just being able to be comfortable. I think the, you know, I talk a lot about athletes dealing with stress and, and this and that. Um, and um, I think that, you know, what you want to perform, you know, the best you can is, to be comfortable with who you are, the player you are, the environment you're in, Um, you know, all of these, all of these, you know, it's uh, a lot about comfort, whether that's, you know, making an environment more comfortable, like a game environment, because we're talking about like pre-match thing for like, uh, you know, being more comfortable in a stressful environment or, you know, uh, like, i I say there's like there's like two sides to that like if you want to like um, be kind of less influenced by stress is like making stressful environments comfortable <laughs> and then making comfortable yep. environments stressful um, I think yep. is, is the is the flip side of that. Have you ever heard of um the uh messy and the the red ribbon?
0: Oh yes yes yeah yes, that's yes. what that's what that, it made me think of yeah. That the journalists gave them yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy when when he asked him and he said he yeah, 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 that was crazy. Imagine? And, like, and
1: he's and he's given it to uh, a couple of his teammates now, right? And every time oh, he yeah? gives it to a teammate, I, he gave it to a teammate who like hadn't scored in a while or something, and all of a sudden he scored no a goal. Way. He gave it to yeah. Um I didn't know that. So it's like he, So it's, he got
0: so he got it from me.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um yeah. but it's it's like that that's kind of like what it reminds me of is like Obviously, there's no magic in that red yeah. ribbon that Messi has like got and then he's like passed around to some of his teammates. but if you believe that you know the like not even just that there, there's magic there but what it means to you right like you know Messi yeah. giving that you know ribbon that obviously has meaning to him um, yeah. you know now that after he like wore it um Giving that to a teammate, what that means um, to to him, or like to the teammate, like Messi giving him something that's important to him, you know, uh, me saying something to my to my player, like yeah. I, I expect you to score today, like the expectation, you know, or like the belief that I have in him that he's going to go su- go and succeed, like what that uh, you know anklet meant to meant to you. Um, I think that like. It's not necessarily about like the the magic or like uh, something like you know out of yeah. this, out of this world. It's like about what the the meaning something has to you, right? Uh,
0: that's that's what's important. Yeah, and we've talked about this, and it's interesting where where you're taking it because as I think about rituals, um, it's almost like we're constantly trying to. Find something that's that's has, we would call it a magic effect, but something that has more power than the performance itself, something that has more power than soccer. So, for example, Messi in that moment is greater than soccer because Messi gave me this. I'm Soccer is not going to take over me. Um, or when I put the anklet on, for me, it's like my relationship with Jesus is greater than any one of my weaknesses, it's it's finding these things that remind me that there's something greater than soccer, and so as we walk our way into any space, or like when you're trying to figure out rituals, if you do have rituals, um, I think you're actually in the right path. You're trying to find something that's uh, more important than this temporary craft or this temporary thing that you're about to do, which gives you confidence. And I I'm so for that. I'm so for the idea of. Always find something that's greater than this craft um, that's from within you. And and for you, I think it was spending time with yourself. Spending time with you was greater than the whole game that was about to happen. You had to detach and walk and and be with Crystal. Um, And Crystal actually took that energy of being greater than what's about to come. Um, So I think I wasn't very for for rituals before this, this conversation. But now I think it taps into searching for something that's more important than sometimes we make soccer or that moment that event that that game that training session way more important than it actually is and then we suffocate and then we drown in that moment yeah. um so i guess rituals is just a way to like pop that um and, and remind yourself that there's there's something greater
1: than then that's for that craft yeah so like um is there any like um i don't know does your mom cook she does every day all right so when you walk into your to your mom's house what's like the the meal that you can smell um that's like the the best
0: uh all of them. The other <laughs> thing is I can smell, I can smell all of them. Like, and I know which one it is. Um, there's one that's, it's a soup called Sancocho. It's a, uh, it's very much from the part of Colombia that we're from. Uh-huh. As soon as you walk in the door and you smell that, yeah, you know, I know everything that I'm going to eat.
1: Getting, getting over 10 o'clock from a training session in Tingsboro oh, and it's freezing cold. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So like for me, um, it's, uh, chocolate, Chocolate? No, my mom's a good cook, but it's chocolate chip cookies. Um, So when I walk into my parents house, if I can smell chocolate chip cookies, I'm immediately I'm 10 years old. uh, I'm getting home from school, just got off the school bus, walked down the driveway, you know, open the door, and I smell chocolate chip cookies. Um, And I'm, that's where I am. Like, I'm there. So like, you talked about like, you know, uh, like seeing a color or like a a smell or a sound or something. Um, the now, like when I go to a soccer field and I step onto the field and I start walking, I remember every pickup game I ever played in every actual game I've ever played in every training session, uh, good and bad, you know, all of these memories are coming back to me and that's what it's about for me now. It's not about like, you know, obviously, you know, preparation, like uh, getting ready to play, but not physically. It's about getting in that in that mind of, you know, soccer has been such a huge part of my life. Why has it been such a huge part of my life? It's because it's I love the game um, and all those. And why do I love the game? Because of all the memories that I have. Uh, you know, soccer isn't this, you know, magical thing that like is like if my memories if you took away my memories of, of playing, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love the game. Right. Like it's about right. the memories and the moments, the, yeah. the Steve mess, um, yeah. that, that I, that I've lived. And that's what I remember when I step on a field now, um, you know, and if I would ever get to a training session to coach early, which never happens anymore because there's too much traffic, um, yeah. I would I would take my time and walk around the field um as well just to remember you know my love for the game and and then I can go and coach a session. It doesn't have to be me playing anymore. Um, you know, yeah. it, it me me coaching now, um, or you know, whatever it is. Um just that remembering all the
0: moments. Um yeah, for yeah. for the for the coaches it's good to think about your rituals because I think the process of of going back in time and, and, and remembering those gives you uh, a perspective as, as to what your players are feeling before the game or reminded. Um, and it helps me walk into the space and like, oh, a lot all of my players have weaknesses and they're still going to step on the field. And when I get mad at them, um, I have to remind, oh, they have weaknesses. That's fine. I, I did too. Um I don't know if they know enough of the of the weaknesses, but maybe it's a it's part of the process for me to help them be comfortable with those weaknesses. Um and then for you, it could be like maybe maybe the the player, like, at least here, they lack that opportunity to step on the field earlier because we can't step because there's a team training or playing beforehand. Yeah, so it automatically makes it so that they're not as in this moment as perhaps Crystal was. And sometimes we evaluate the players that were coaching as if it was us. And I was like, well, I would have done this. I would have been ready. I would have done this better. But thinking of your rich was like, oh, snap, maybe this person doesn't have – and maybe it changes your warm-up. And so your warm-up aligns more with pointing out being in this moment, in this phase. The, the other day I did a warm-up where everything was in the air. Um, I think we all have a more difficult time controlling the ball in the air than it is on the ground. So just pointing out this part of the game that is – is, is a mess and it's is harder to control. So it's just tapping into these weaker parts of of and you don't point these out you just let, let it happen. Um but it reminds you and, and had I not had these rituals or these constant reminders that I always walk into spaces with weaknesses and that's okay, then I wouldn't be the coach or I wouldn't have these practical approaches to, to the way that I coach. So yeah I think I think it it helps you also as a coach if there's any coach coaches listening. Do you have any ritual as a coach?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> if, if I could get to training early, maybe I would. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, but I think like, you know, it would, it probably wouldn't, it probably wouldn't change. Like I said, like, I probably want to just get out on the field and walk around the you know, the section of the field that we'd be training in that day. Um, And just, you know, because like, I think like, you know, as a, as a coach um, it's uh, I've done some volunteer coaching, but a lot of it is like, you know, it's a um, it's a, it's a, it's a job. um, So you can sometimes get, and you know, you playing at college soccer was like, obviously like kind of your job, you know, if you're getting like a a scholarship to play, um, (sighs) you know, when, when I was playing, like, you know, it was, you know, it was my job to go to training every day and then perform on the weekends. Um, but, um, as a, like, I think like coaching can sometimes feel, um, like like more of a job at least for me maybe because like you have to manage like so many different uh different players and and this and you're not just responsible for yourself um so I think that remembering why I'm there by taking a minute and listening to a song and walking around the field uh and remembering all the good moments I've had and kind of like trying to translate that to the to the players I have um I think you know, when I, when I am able to do, um, something like that, um, I, I definitely do it, um, because just because I think, um, you know, yeah. I, I think it was, you know, helpful for me as a player. I think, it, you know, it's yeah. not even like, like I said, it's not about like preparing myself physically to go play in a game. It's a, about preparing myself mentally to go enjoy a game, um, or yeah. Go enjoy watching my team play, you know. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, and I think, I mean, being in the car for so long as coaches, like you could throw yeah. that song on, yeah, and that could be the, the ritual. That's when but you. Know I can't. It, like, I can't
1: close my eyes and imagine the field though.
0: Oh, do it while you're driving. <laughs> but, um, unless you have a Tesla, uh, I don't think anybody in Avila has a Tesla. No, no. <laughs> uh, Got might get close, yeah. The <laughs>
1: Got to tell Theo to get us get us a raise so we can uh, we can all have the
0: we get sponsored by Tesla
1: yeah that too Um, I wanted to ask you something um, because I I was thinking about it last uh, last night a little bit and now like talking about rituals has come up again so something I'm uh, kind of a uh, some you know we talked about coaching philosophies before. And I'm almost like trying to like figure out a way to work this into my coaching philosophy because it's become a very important part of my training. Um, uh, But I think that like, um, you know, we've talked about rituals and like creating like comfort and a sense of control, um, which I think is important when going into a match. Um, When going into a training session, I think um, something I've been trying to do a lot is in my training sessions, um, my one of my like, my main goal is to stress uh, the players that I'm working with, um, and then create a more comfortable environment in on game day. Um, So obviously, like the goal is still improvement, development, all of that and enjoyment. Um, But I try to find ways to stress uh, players in ways that don't feel like uh like very like threatening it's not like they're scared or anything, but like trying to create um kind of like a more stressful environment in training sessions uh, because then when you go to games, it kind of like eases up obviously more for older groups that I work with rather than younger groups uh but this is something and, and especially when I do individual sessions, I've had players tell me that they're um their brains are hurting um, afterwards when they go home um, because I make them like think and make decisions so much. Uh, just kind of like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's like a, um, is, that, is that, is that anything uh, you've ever thought about? Um, like the, the balance. In- between- increasing
0: the amount of pressure and stress in order to, for them to feel more comfortable in game day. Is
1: yeah. That, yeah, is that more the like, Yeah. Kind of like manufacturing stress in training sessions so that, um, you know it's it's like I feel like a lot of coaches for a lot of coaches and for players training is like a comfortable environment uh, and then matches are very stressful I think that's exactly the opposite of how it should be almost yeah I think
0: with me it varies on each team that I have um, but it's a similar element I think I don't know if it's stress, but I think it's more intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I try to reach a moment in the practice where the word you would describe is relent- relentless. Relentless, and yeah. They're just they're just going. Um, and because I I think all we do in practice um, can 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 be seen in the game, but I think the speed in which it's done is in the game where it will make like, if you could do it quicker than the other team, if you can do it quicker, um, even after you've already done it once, because they're going to read you, I think it's just more of like increasing the speed. Um, And so I I try whether it's on the press or whether it is on the ball, and that would may mean like limiting the touches so that they think quicker, or it may be one-on-ones where you're just dribbling and you got to get to the goal as quick as possible. Don't think about passing for one second. and so varying those drills, I think for the 07s, for example, I gotta do more dribbling. For the 06s, I gotta do a lot, less <laughs> a lot less dribbling. A lot less dribbling. but yeah, I think I think it you gotta you gotta manufacture manufacture uh, the meal to the to the person who's gonna yeah. go and take part of it. Yeah. Um, I think stress gets so, such yeah. like
1: a it has like such a negative connotation to it. But like, if you like, what does stress Stress actually mean? Yeah, like, stress is an opportunity. Uh, You know, yeah, when you feel stressed, you know, I thought like when you feel frustrated, like that's good. That means you care about what you're doing, right? Like, if you didn't care about uh, what you're doing, you wouldn't feel frustrated.
0: I get to your to your point. I think one of the things that I like to do is I like to I like to put individuals. I feel like I have a a little bit more influence on individuals or. In my relationships, I'll have a longer-term impact on an individual than I will have on the full team. So, for example, um, Daniel, he's an 08. Um, and I and I put him in the game with the 06s npl NPL. So, not only is he an 07 player who I'm already pushing him to play a, a age up, but then I put him in an even uh, higher uh, age and higher level, like the NPL compared to, to – any 18 that he would play at this moment um and then i check in with mom and like oh how's how's uh, how's Danny feeling how do, what does he say about the games and she said he some, he feels really nervous um when it comes to these games because they're so talented um and so when she says that I was like okay perfect because imagine him coming back to the seven game now <laughs> like he's out he's yeah. he's hanging out like he, not hanging out but like he, his confidence level is so much greater um so also being careful with like not diminishes confidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's I guess to your point of putting them in a, in a scenario. And I, I think for me, um the game, every single game is just a a more intense training session. So I'm training Danny in games or I'm using games as continuing to train Danny. Yeah. And one day he'll be playing in high school, playing in college and little things like that may help. So for sure I think if you don't push the, the limits you're you would never know where that limit is yeah um, and you need that in games you know that's going to be the differentiator
1: yeah uh i had uh i had one thing i wanted to say um but oh uh, you've never you've never seen me coach uh, like a full session i don't
0: think i've never i don't think i've seen you coach a game have i seen you coach a game i've never seen you coach a game in a, or a full session well i've seen you like when you're next to us yeah i've never like just yeah
1: did. like sat sat down and and just uh yeah just watch yeah i feel like a, i need to
0: bring my i feel like i need to bring my notebooks
1: yeah maybe I uh, uh, <laughs> uh if you ever get to uh well i mean we'll we'll have we'll have a chance at some point uh but when you do i have the i have the session already in my uh in it's, already my, head. it's already in my you should, head you, yeah. should,
0: you should do you should train my my 07s or 06s
1: you want to take my 2010 girls? No, that defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> one day, we'll 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 figure it out one day. Um, but but yeah, um, I, it, this been a uh, definitely an interesting conversation. Obviously, you know took uh, took some you know trips down uh, different uh, different paths. But yeah, um, sure. always do. Um, I think it's time for three key takeaways.
0: Three takeaways.
1: Oof, this is gonna be a. This is a tough one uh, for me. I think, uh, yeah, I'll say creating a sense of comfort or control um, in environments that you find stressful, um, I think can be, you know, can increase your confidence um, in those environments. And, you know, even if it's not, you know, we talked about a lot about like, you know, uh, kind of imagined control. Um, it doesn't have to be control you actually have, um, you know, because it, j- it just doesn't. Um, if you feel like it's real, uh, then that's real enough uh, to, to help you. But creating some sort of uh, feeling of control and comfort um, in stressful environments, I-, I think that can do wonders for you. Whether that's from a ritual or anything, you know, just good preparation, sleeping the yeah. night before, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would say make or point out some of your weaknesses um, or no, think of the things that you're best at and find your weaknesses in those things. Um, I think only to understand that that hasn't gone in the way of your performance, um, and it's that simple. Like, don't go deep. Like, weaker foot. Everybody has a weaker foot um, for the most part, except uh, for me. Except for yeah. Coach Christo, and I think the other player that I've seen is it's not Rashford. Is uh, if you said Manning, if you uh, said Rashford, I I was gonna no,
1: I was Who's leaving the, the call. Winger?
0: The younger one, Sancho.
1: No. Oh, Alanga?
0: No. What's his I'm name? Running out of wingers here. He's really young. I don't know. But he, he has to figure feet. Um, anyways, yeah. So as simple as that. I mean, you go you're a really good writer. You can only write with one hand. That hasn't stopped you from telling a story, you know? Yeah. Um, so so just oh, like finding that. these practical practical weaknesses that have not stopped you from from expressing your, your your talents yeah um i gotta add third one number three will be um uh a ritual is only a reminder that that the craft is not greater than you
1: i like that yeah no i think that's i think that's good all right There you have it the three key takeaways um yeah after an hour of uh conversation about rituals um Yeah. Thanks for watching or listening. Um, we're on, you know, my YouTube channel, uh, we're on Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, uh, Amazon podcasts. Um, and we'll be back, uh, next week, next week we are talking about the most impressive, like play. So like a single thing, uh, that we've seen an athlete do uh, in person, oh. it'd be something they did like multiple in times. Person. Okay. Yeah, but or it could be just like one incredible goal. Uh, but yeah, the most impressive thing we've seen could be a teammate or opponent or just someone we watched, player we coached. Um, but yeah, the most impressive thing we've seen, I have a great one for this. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it'd be Hey, fun.
0: Also, anybody that watches this podcast, we have summer camps open for registration.
1: So oh, true. I think I you don't know. I the... don't know whose link, or
0: what link, but we can we can add the link to. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the link the... in the description. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best time to come and work on off the season um, skills.
1: All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Peace.